T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the fan man Hera. All throws of monkey sounds in there and call it good. The old like Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. Good afternoon. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Ah, That's we're back together again. Monkey. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, are you okay? No. Mm. No. If anybody needs this break, it is me. My Still throat is learning radioing, fried. huh? Ride. What? Do you have you always had a weak voice? No, it's it's wow. the long it's the long covid, man. What? Really? Quite literally. It's the long covid that's getting me. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that because you, you right when we started, you were having you had I powered through voice, like we, we were voice fine, voice fluctuations coming in and out. No, this is this is. Um, mm. I went into the doctor last week and they said expect your voice to go. Whoa! All right. So. Well, there you go. There, there, and here goes the voice. So you only got two more days, um, and then we're off again. I am uh, back after I went to Eagle Crest. First I, time I've been to Eagle Crest I, in a long time. How'd you shoot? Uh, in the snow, none, <laughs> none at all. But I did go sledding. Oh, yeah, didn't break anything down one of the hills on the golf course. No, it was great. That was, that was the only time I saw okay. the course. It was fantastic. No, I had a great time there. It is uh cold over there. A little preview for what's coming in the weather here. Uh, cold, very, v cold. Very cold coming. It's it might snow tomorrow. Are we all preparing for uh, snowpocalypse? Yeah, I, I ooh. maybe the big, big oh they, freeze. excuse me they pushed it to Friday now the big freeze. But tomorrow is the highest twenty six. Guys, it's not gonna happen. Don't don't you say that? And I've been around here long enough. It's not gonna be don't as bad as dare. it was. It never don't is. You dare? Nah, it's not real. Mm. Ice storm. See. I usually do what you did, and this is a weird thing that we we go through now. Isn't it crazy that do you know where the weather comes from on your iPhone? Like I was because say you where just the weather up, comes from, I was like, you just picked sky? up your your phone, and on your phone you just went to the weather app, and you you went and did your little check, and you said, oh, it's been pushed out to Friday. Mm -hmm. Do you know where the weather comes from on your iPhone? Weather.com. It it comes from yeah, weather.com. dot mm -hmm. Why do we trust that so much? As do you know what, what a weather.com is? As opposed to weather.gov? Or AccuWeather? Oh. Or listening to the local weathermen? Mm. Um, I, I don't know, but I, we always go to the default. 
of your iPhone app. My wife will do this where I will come in from outside and I'll be like, wow, it's raining. She'll look at her phone and it will say that she'll be like, it's not raining. I'm like, I was literally outside. I know what I was doing out there. I synced it. Yeah. It is raining. And we kind of rely on our, all of all of our weather information comes from our phones now instead of, you know, going to I'm on KGW right now reading the story from Rod Hill about the weather. And it, they're saying ice storm. So in your face, Will Ortner, there is an ice storm coming. What does your barometer say about that? Uh, I don't know. I still don't know where to find one. Can I go to like a CVS? Honestly, I bet you that probably, probably be, that that's probably, probably a safe bet. They be would have an aisle that has that on <laughs> or it, or like yeah. a Walgreens. Yeah, mm-hmm. do I right. hang it up? Like, I that's the thing. I know it reads like atmospheric pressures, whatever. Who cares? Um, like, where do I hang it up? Like, do I leave it outside of my house? Can I get an app? Is uh, that better? Yeah, there's probably an app for that. There's probably an, uh, definitely not app for that. All right, so uh, Friday is when is when the the, the freezing rain is going to come, but it could start as late as uh, th- or as early as Thursday evening. Snowpocalypse? Yeah, no, scarier. I'd rather drive in ice. I don't want to. I want oh, nothing no, no, no. to do. Or I want. Snow. I'd rather in snow. Yeah. I want nothing to do with ice. My eyebrows both went up as soon as you said. I'd rather drive I, in ice. Like no, ice oh, is terrible. Dusty likes to live dangerously. No, ice is horrible. Like that—that that is, and this is what we're going to be getting. Is like it's supposed to be like freezing rain. Yeah. Why can't we get the good stuff? No, you always want to drive on snow. Tell me that. So, again, living in North Dakota, it's quite literally you can stand on a beer can in North Dakota and see Montana. Mm-hmm. It's very flat. What's very frustrating about out there is number one, obviously the ridiculous. You're going to have to speak up because I can barely hear you, and I'm in the same room. <clears throat> okay, let's try this again. It's very cold. <laughs> yeah. In North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Update. Yeah. Uh, it's Spoiler cur- alert. It's currently minus 15 yeah. in Grand Forks where I was stationed at. Yeah. So they have these little, like, dips in levees okay. alongside the roads. So it's really fun. Like, I don't know if you're like me and you have a uh, turbocharged blazer mm-hmm. and you take a ski rope and tie it around your tow hitch and you snowboard behind it. That sounds very dangerous. Very. Yep. Um, but it's great when it's snowy, uh-huh. right? Uh, sure. Problem is in North Dakota, it doesn't snow that much. It, what happens is, like right now, uh-huh. it snows, and then it doesn't snow for three months, and it just freezes over. Everything is just a giant block of ice. Really? Oh yeah, no. That sounds miserable. It's oh, it's it's very miserable. Everything about it sucks, hmm. and it's just everywhere you go. It, literally, there's a sheet of ice eight inches thick that doesn't go away until the summer. And you're just driving on ice all winter long, all spring long. That's dumb. Yeah, no, you you just slide everywhere, and then eventually, once or twice a a year, you end up in one of these six-foot-deep ditches. Okay. That doesn't sound good. No, it sucks. Why do they have those deep ditches? They're they're, they're allowed for drainage because it's so flat in the Uh, the summertime when you do get these thunderstorms, everything floods. Yeah. Which is uh, why nobody should live there. Kind of answering the question of why don't more people live in North Dakota. That. That and the, that right the swath of mosquitoes mm. that comes up the river. Ever, did I ever tell you about this? What is good about living in North Dakota? I, uh, sweet potatoes. They're one of the largest sweet potato uh, producers in the world. I can go to the store. Uh, right? Yep. 
but uh, I'm out fishing my first time in North Dakota on the Red River. So uh, it's actually the Red River is the it, it's a little Mount Fisher, Red River. Oh, Red River, okay. like the rivalry, yeah. like the rivalry yeah. goes all the way up. Um, People don't know that. <laughs> Interesting fact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is the, the river. It's the uh, furthest north uh, north flowing river, so it actually goes up because it's above the forty fifth parallel. Okay. So kind of weird. Anyways, uh, first time I've ever out, ever out there fishing. I'm out there just fly fishing with a buddy of mine. Okay. He's like, all right, we need to get going. He's been there for a while. I'm like, what do you mean, man? We still got daylight. He's like, yeah, that's the point. We still have daylight. Let's get the hell out of here. I'm like, oh, let's finish it up. He's like, no, you don't. Okay, you know what? Screw it. Let's 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 watch this. So he goes, let's pack up anyways, and we'll go back to the car. And the car's like 40 feet off the river, but you can still see the river. And as I'm walking up to the car, I hear this and I'm like, what is that? He's like, get in the car. And it's like dusk now. He goes, turn off your headlights. Turn off the headlights. All of a sudden, this cloud of mosquitoes, a billion strong, comes up the river. And I am like, what is happening? They cover the car. I flip on the lights, and they just scatter and block out the lights. And he goes, yeah, this is why we left. So every spring, this swath of mosquitoes basically spawns and flies up the river and all the fish just go nuts over it. But sounds horrible. It was terrifying. And that yeah. one I was like, I never want to be here ever again. All right. And that's North Dakota for you. In a nutshell. Yeah. That sucks. Mosquitoes, cold, flood, hockey. Hey, they're good at football though. They are. They're good at football. North Dakota State, South Dakota State, that's a national championship for FCS. Down in Frisco, Texas. They played that on January 8th. Yeah, they get a nice That's buy. That's a big they played buy. The, they played the semifinals this past weekend. Mm-hmm. They get Christmas, New Year's, and then you go down to Frisco. Incarnate Word thought they had. Should have. They they that was a fumble. That was. They thought they had him. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. You didn't, you didn't watch Incarnate Word against North Dakota State? No. Oh. I thought you were a football guy, That's man. a that's a That's a fun game. It was great. I got to check out. I got I like I watched the Beavs bowl game, and then I watched a little bit of football on Sunday, like a little tiny bit, and then I just kind of checked out. What did you do up well, there? Then let me tell you about the Patriots. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that your team? I had no idea. <laughs> I'm going to kick you in the crotch. Keep going, Will Ortner. Keep going. Bring it's it on. Okay. I feel like that's offensive too. It's all right. That was a dumb, dumb play. Oh gosh, that was stupid. Uh, I did yell at my TV during that. Um, I just kept saying, no, no, no. That was horrible. That was horrible. But I did get to check out for a, for a long stretch. It was great. We went, uh, to answer your question, um, we, we just, like, tromped around in the snow, did sledding, you know, went to Sisters, did ice skating in Redmond, went to Tumalo, Oregon. Have you ever been there? I, I have not. But That's I... where the Mongols uh, Biker Club, they have, oh, a, gotcha. they have a place there. You said the Mongols, and I thought you were like, are you sure about your history right now? Wait, no. Khan is, is hanging did, out. He did not conquer Oregon. He's no. hanging out in Sisters? <laughs> no, uh, Tumalo. Um, and that's like a, I've watched my gangland, and I know my history of the Mongols in the Hells Angels. And we were like in this little, like little, I don't know, like a pottery place, you know? And right next door, we walk outside, and they got like, all these pots and stuff, and then I look over the fence. It's like Mongols Biker Club, and mm. I was like, "Oh, 
Yeah, that is, that is, those are some dangerous dudes that are right next to where you can buy these nice flower pots for mom and then uh, go over and get stabby. I bet you you could probably get some stuff in those pots. Dude, <laughs> probably. Just saying. But I, I was like, I wonder. I wonder what the, like when you have a, a notoriously mean biker gang, right, mm-hmm. in an area, what, are, like, are they nice to the neighbors? Do they play nice with the neighbors around them? Are they Didn't you like, watch Sons of Anarchy? Of course they are. No, I didn't. Oh. Um, but do they play nice with the people around them, or do they just do the damn thing? And might I say, it looks like a nice little uh, clubhouse they have there. I'm sure it is. They had you outdoor go lighting, and, and no, they have a big I'll, gate there. I'll go in. Yeah. <laughs> well, you look like you could yeah. belong in well, there. Well, do you think you look like the people... son of Bam Bam Bigelow? So, do you think that they have like a uh, like you get to go in and try it out like they do at the gym? Can I sign up? Trial membership? Yeah. Yeah. 24-hour membership? Can I go test it out? Like, what if I'm visiting and I need a place to hang out? Maybe I go hang out with them. Real quick, do you know who Bam Bam Bigelow is? Uh, Are you talking about the Flintstone character? No. No. Mm -mm. Then no, I don't. Because, honestly, you you could be his son. Oh. I think I'm Tom's son, but, you know, maybe I'm Bam Bam. I'm just saying. You never know. There's there's a strong resemblance there. Yeah. Dusty, you buried the lead though. You said ice skating. Yeah. How how'd that go for you? Good. Are you are you an ice skatesman? No. No. But I I can handle myself on skates. Can you? Yeah, I didn't I don't fall down. Oh, see, here's the thing. No. Very coordinated. Mm. Believe it or not. Can rollerblade. Any yeah. any way you want. Forward, backwards, yeah. fast, slow, in and out. Mm-hmm. There is something about being put on the ice that does not work for me. Okay. This, that 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 level of friction doesn't compute in my brain. Really? I am all over the place. I spend huh. so much time on my ass. Yeah. It is brutal. Yeah, I don't uh yeah, I never really had a problem with the ice skating. Wanted I don't to do play, it very often. Wanted to play hockey, but couldn't skate. Yeah, Mighty Ducks that that movie inspired me and then I went, "They skated backwards." I can't do that. You're like, "No." Nope. I can do it very slowly. Mm-hmm. Hockey players are Freaks. Underrated for how athletic they yes. are. Like that, we do not give them enough credit. Like, for everybody's like, oh, when the Olympics are on, they're like, well, if our best athletes played hockey, no, 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 because there are people that are very athletic that get, they put skates on them. They can't do it nope. for whatever reason it is. I mean, yeah, Randy Moss in skates, that'd be great to see. But at the same time, he's not going to be Randy Moss on skates. Listen, and Popeye, with a stick on his hand. Popeye Jones's kid. Former NBA player. His yep. kid is in the NHL and is a fantastic defenseman. Yeah. But even he's not one of the greatest of all time. Former Portland Winterhawk. Shout out. Yeah. That's Seth right. Jones. That's right. He was greatness when he played here. Yeah, that was, they had a lot of dudes on that team. <clears throat> okay. Here's a text at 503-250-1080 on the Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, Will, he's calling you bald and fat. Bam Bam was a tatted, bald, and fat pro wrestler. Sorry, bro. Oh, that's okay. He was. I mean, Stone Cold. You can call me Stone Cold too. He's bald and fat. No, he's not. He he is fat. Now Dusty. he might be. He was fat when he wrestled Dusty. The, you shut your what? mouth when you talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is I will come in there and but he stun was fat. you. No. The, yes, he was. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Where's his six pack, Dusty? Oh, you don't have to have a, a six pack. He was pack. fat. You don't have to have a six pack to be in. <laughs> 
You're calling anybody without a six-pack fat? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, compared to the other also, wrestlers, he well, was hold fat. On. Dusty, you, he had a six-pack. You pound. No, he didn't. You I'm pound literally looking at a picture a of him with a six-pack. You pound uh, two beers every night for 300 days out of the year. Look, I'm not disputing like the fact the that he's, that he's greatness. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying he's a little chubby. I'm literally looking at a picture of him with a six-pack. Yeah, I got it up now, too. He's got abs. No, but no. The end, he was done. No, he is jacked here. Nah. He's no Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You were born in 1998, correct? 97. 97? Mm -hmm. You were born in 97? So, peak stone cold, you were born. Yeah. 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 Okay. Come on. (laughs) Well, I will not have any... You will not sully the name... Of Stone Cold Steve Austin on this radio program. You mean program. Stunning Steve Austin? Because that was also his name. <laughs> and that guy sucked. And he had a stupid comb over. He did. He did. Oh, man. Uh, Stone Cold, he was a college football player. Where'd he play at? North Texas. North. See? It all comes back to North Texas. Does It, it does? Somehow. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I know a lot about Stone Cold. I know enough to know that he was chubby. And he was not fat. Fine, chubby. Uh no, yes. no, I yes, won't have chubby. any of this. All right, I'm back. I I haven't even got. I didn't even get to tell the story of what happened today on my way into work, and it was wild today. I have like this vacation. I'm well rested. I'm coming back, and now this story's got to wait because um, have you guys either of you guys been to the Safeway near near where we are? Oh no, 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 no. no, no. I do want to go to the Downtown? the little uh, mini mart that's right by here. Okay, just because yeah. it looks like a dump. <laughs> Sure. Uh, I've been there. It's good. The, the mini mart's good. But the, the Safeway's got the security. And I, 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 as I was going into the store, I, there was a security moment. A breach of security happened. And I need to, it was wild. It was wild. Uh, the, I'll just leave it at this. A lap dog was involved. And I, I sat there and I looked around and, look, those dudes that were working security, they were in the right. They were 100% in the right. And they never paid enough. Yes. We'll get to that. That's, how about that for a tease? We'll have that story at some point. Uh, we have Ryan Horvat, our BetQL Network insider. He joins us at 1.30, as always. We have Andrew Nemec, uh, SB Live's National Director of Recruiting. He joins us at 1 o'clock, also host of Recruiting Show with Andrew Nemec. I uh, don't know if you know this. It is signing day across college football. We got carnage in uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, birds' heads are falling off. We got a ton that we need to get to, but where we start this bad boy, uh, signing day is here. Ducks, they appear to be big winners nationally, but the Beavers, they may have just as much reason to be happy. Danny and Dusty on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. This is Danny and Dusty no on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. All right, it is National Signing Day across college football. And uh, as of right now, looking at the recruiting rankings, Alabama is number one, shocking. Georgia is number two, followed by Miami at number three. Um, Texas is fourth, Ohio State fifth. And then you have LSU sixth with the Oregon Ducks um, moving up to seventh in the recruiting class for the class of 2023 the ducks um today man you want to talk about going on a heater the ducks went on one earlier this morning and uh by all reports and indications we'll catch up with uh, andrew nemick of the recruiting show with andrew nemick and the direct national director of recruiting for sb live uh, at the top of the hour but you want to talk about coming out guns a blazing for signing day oregon goes out and they end up getting some flips in their favor uh, with Peyton Bowen, who is one of the top safeties in in the country. He is actually, uh, depending on which outlet you look at, he's Mm -hmm. as high as 10th, as low as like 14th on the recruiting services. He was committed to Notre Dame. He flips from Notre Dame to to Oregon. And that was one where all people that were kind of in the recruiting circles, they thought Oklahoma was more of a lean Mm than than Oregon was but Oregon comes over the top and in the in, in the era of name image and likeness you never know what you're going to get listen Dante Moore decommits from Oregon and Oregon said oh okay bet yep and they put on the press yes they and closed today unbelievably in in a big way and this is where uh, you saw that the the honest, open and honest conversations, kind of in, in the recruiting circles, um, they it, it means something. It, it really does because Dante Moore, uh, on his decommitment, Oregon wasn't caught with their with their pants down on this one. They go out after Dante Moore, the five star quarterback out of Michigan, decommitted and commits to UCLA. Mm-hmm. They were ready, and uh, they go out and they get uh, Austin Novosad, who's a kid from was a uh, Dripping Springs, mm-hmm. Texas. Great name. <laughs> it is just Great outside name. of Austin. He's the eight, depending on where you look. What he's the eighth, ninth, tenth, top ten quarterback. He's top ten quarterback in the class, and. He has a relationship with Will Stein, Mm -hmm. who is the uh, new offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. for Oregon. And I I think that that is big when you talk about those relationships and a guy leaves, but your coordinator comes in and is like, hey, I'm from UTSA in our area. I know of a guy. Mm -hmm. I know a guy. And they flip him from Baylor. They were ready. They they had a plan plan. in place. I would imagine when they hired Stein, they had to kind of know that Knicks was probably leaning Sure. One way or another. And I, those... well, I can tell you they did. They knew. And there is no – the leanings were more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And as Bo Nix was inching towards returning, there was also Dante Moore leaning more and more towards UCLA because he yeah. wants to play right away. 
and get the bag. And he got both of those things, and good for him. Yes, and good. I mean, this is like a that's win-win what, for both programs. Yes, that's, that's exactly what this is supposed to be about. And and that is also, you look at it. It just was announced. Uh, Caleb Presley, four-star corner. He was committed to Oregon for the longest time, and he ended up made it official. He has flipped to Washington. He went to Rainier High School. This like. is something that everybody saw coming. I mean, this is a couple of weeks mm-hmm. is is how this has been uh, brewing. Oregon has five corners that are committed. They get the flip today. Uh, I think he was LSU. I think he was an LSU commit from Dalen Austin, kid from Long Beach Poly. And you go out and you get another four-star corner. You just kind of have a plan and use that to your advantage. All of that being said, that money, I don't know if it's the money that they had committed to Dante Moore freeing up and it added a little bit extra to the to the purse, but a guy, a kid that has been making visits to Oregon for quite some time. Uh, he is, I think his first visit was like his sophomore year of high school, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made uh, one when he played in Autzen Stadium against Central Catholic, mm-hmm. part of St. John Bosco, five-star edge rusher, Mateo Ungalele, who I guess had been on campus a handful of times there you go. Um, in the last couple of, like, uh, well, since June or July. He's been quite a few times, was on a recent trip. You get a five-star edge rusher in this class, too, out of St. John's Bosco, and he was down to USC and Ohio State getting Uyungle is a huge a big get. get for Oregon. Because USC, th- as of yesterday, they thought they had him. Yeah. And I tell you right now, right now, as, as good as USC's class is, and they are loaded up on offense, you look on the defensive side of the ball and you're like, what you got back there? And I think that this is the interesting part about what Oregon is doing, is as everybody in this conference is, and rightfully so with the way the game is going, you look at it and Oregon is saying, where is our strength as a coaching staff? Mm-hmm. It's on the defensive side of the football. Mm-hmm. What did Mario Cristobal do? And I know there have been a lot of uh, portal entries, but Cristobal did a great job of recruiting for it on the offensive line. The trenches. And th- that is that is something that Dan Lanning actually talked about today on his uh, press conference for signing day, was getting both of the offensive and defensive lines set. Yeah, I think anybody that knows football knows that the game's one up front, right? And if you want to be able to, to get the ball out to people in perimeter or have people in the perimeter make an impact, it starts with – with winning in the trenches, having a great defensive line, having a great offensive line is a big part um, of our success and will continue to be a big part of our success. They go out and they continue to add a little bit of depth here and there, okay, on the offensive line. But this was a defense-focused class for Oregon. Mm -hmm. And they knew where their deficiencies were. They could score, and they will be able to score moving forward. They have plenty of talent on the offensive side of the football. But there's a lot of panic about guys like Justin Flo entering the transfer portal. You know, how many guys were leaving on the defensive side of the ball. This is what happens when you have a turnover in coaching. Okay? Notice that not a lot of guys that Dan Lanning and company recruited, those aren't the guys that entered the portal. No. It was the guys that, to their credit, they stuck around for a year. They gave Lanning a shot. Mm -hmm. Those are the guys that left. And the writing was on the wall for a lot of them that, look, we are going to ask for a lot more on the defensive side of the mm-hmm. football than what we what we were getting this past year. And that, to me, is a signal of this coaching staff had a plan for each flip or decommitment that they had. Yep. And they followed they, it. They, they had that plan, they followed it, and they 
they bodied up that defense a lot, man. Yeah. This defense is going to be pretty interesting to follow over the next couple of years. It is. The it's watch signing that, day. We don't know how good any of these guys <clears throat> no, are No, but it is interesting to watch and see how it develops. Yep. Compare and contrast it to USC. Mm-hmm. You, you take a look at their recruiting class, okay? Depending on what service you're looking at, they have the number one quarterback in the country in Malachi Nelson. It's, mm-hmm. it's either him or Arch Manning. De- debate it until you're blue in the face. I don't care. Uh, Zachariah Brown, uh, uh, Branch, who's the number one wide receiver in the country, depending on what recruiting class you're looking at. Uh, Makai Lemon, who's like the number three wide receiver in the country. There, It's offense, offense, offense. It's not until you get to their fourth highest rated recruit that you get an edge rusher. Then Tackett Curtis, who they just got as a four-star linebacker. But then it goes running back, offensive tackle, running back, interior offensive lineman, then edge, then defensive lineman. But on the top of their recruiting class, as great as it is, is almost entirely offense, and that kind of fits. Again, Dan Lanning, defensive mind of coach. Lincoln Riley, offensive mind of coach. Mm -hmm. How does this end up shaking out? Does Oregon now try to capitalize on the offensive end in the transfer portal, and does USC go into the transfer portal on the defensive side? It's very interesting to see the dynamics of the coaching, the recruiting, and the Mm -hmm. styles, and where they recruit and where they look to reinforce. I think this is a really interesting class for Oregon because what was Oregon's deficiencies in the secondary mm-hmm. Pass and, rush. and getting to the quarterback yeah. and they go out and they go, they got five corners that are going to be coming in on this class. <laughs> They've got uh, three safeties that are coming in, in this class and a six foot five, 270 pound edge rusher. And well, they, they got three edges that are, that are coming in or four, mm-hmm. four edge rushers that are committed and or signed already including one of the top edge rushers in the entire country and a five-star Mateo Ngalele. And a guy who compares favorably to a Kayvon Thibodeau. Yes, but this is also a, a, a side note here. He wasn't able to make his announcement today because he's in the hospital. Apparently he needs some sort of virus and he's going to be okay, but, but he's getting like a blood, blood transfusion. transfusion. What? Because... There was there was worries this morning because I was kind of you know I, I was interested as a USC guy let's see what's happening here, and they showed up at St. Jane John Brosco's uh, announcement day because he's not the only one yeah. making announcements and they said uh, Mateo's not here it was empty room they're like he's supposed to make an announcement uh, yeah. bummer for him though because it's a huge bummer uh, his brother DJ tweeted out earlier after the announcement was made. It was a picture of DJ, I want to say probably like his junior or senior year of high school, and a, a young kid in Mateo wearing his Oregon Ducks jersey. Huh. Like saying, hey, this is your dream school. This is what yep. you've wanted your whole life. I'm really happy for you. I'm really proud of you. The heartwarming, touching thing, but it's also at the same time like, it's a bummer he's in a hospital today. <laughs> like, why, why can't he go out there and experience this and, you know, really live in it? <laughs> yeah, I know. You that know what is, I mean? Like, that's, that's the biggest bummer. It is. It sucks. Uh, all right. Um, there, look, there's more recruiting stuff that is coming in right now. Uh, e- commitments are going to be coming through and filtering through all the way um, throughout the, throughout the day because, look, there's some people, some surprising moves that are coming in. Uh, Solomon Davis, defensive back, uh, has just committed to to Oregon as well. A little bit of a surprise. Oh wow! To some, um, so we will we'll continue to f- filter in. From everything that we're being told, Oregon's not done yet. And that's a crazy thing uh, to think about. There could be more, and they're expecting more 
uh, commitments to filter in. And remember, this is interesting because Oregon has 27 commits. This is one of the first year, the first year you can have kind of a, an uncapped class mm-hmm. because you have so many guys leaving. You got to clear way for more guys to come yeah. in, and that'll be something interesting to uh, to follow. I want to see what that number looks like for Colorado when it's all said and done. Colorado not making as many waves as uh, Dion thought he would. Just the, wait. The the slow play is coming. Come February, I would imagine when that when the portal's tied up, there's a pretty large swath of players who ends up in Colorado. Okay. This Oregon class, Oregon, by the way, considered by almost by every single outlet. Or top ten class. The day. Well, the winner of the oh, day. Hands as, down. As coming in and the, what they were able to, what they were looking at heading into the day. Getting two two-star flips, landing three five-stars, uh, flipping from LSU and Notre Dame national power, and you can say flipping Mateo from USC. The, that's an incredible, incredible. Incredible closing job. Lele was never committed to USC, Danny. No, no, no. I'm saying, no, no, no. USC homerism no, 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 is I'm, incredible I'm, right now. No, I'm saying now. if you if you want to count that as a win, I'm, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying that as, as a this is a win. If you're taking another one away it, from it, it LA, is, it is a win. It's a huge win. I'm with you. I'm with you. On that. This, this was this was this was giving duck love, not not USC love. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. I, that's I do love that. Um, okay. Let's get to the beefs, though, because, hey, this is a big win for Oregon uh, being considered one of the top recruiters in the country. For Oregon State, man, you got to be pumped. First is Will with sports. Danny and Dusty on the fan. There's a lot of fanfare surrounding the University of Oregon in their recruiting class. It, uh, and rightfully so, it is going to be a top 10 recruiting class. It could be, uh, when it's all said and done, uh, the best one in the school's history. But if you're Oregon State, you've got to be just as happy if you're a B fan because of, one, the way that, that season ended in imposing your will and getting that stupid mercy field goal that Florida put up the saddest points Boo. in bowl history. Um, but this recruiting class, if you're a B fan, you got to be thrilled because, was it, by like 10 a.m., Oregon State had 19 commitments heading into the day. And by like 10 a.m., 18 of those 19 were signed, sealed, and delivered. All but one is buttoned up right now, including... The prize jewel of their class, Aiden Childs, a four-star quarterback from down in California. And Kelsey Howard, too, uh, the the uh, defensive lineman out of Nevada. That dude, you got your two best players, boom, they got done. in. No flips, no, no, no hold-ups, no hips, just done. That, to me, in looking at Oregon State and in kind of knowing their identity, knowing who they are, this is huge for the Beavs mm-hmm. to get it done early. Look across college football. Every program that is not one of the big spenders in whether it's NIL or a traditional power, mm-hmm. their their recruiting classes have gotten plucked and pillaged all day long. I mean, it is it's mayhem in the streets. Oregon State had 19 coming into the day, 18 of them signed by 10 a.m., which signed, sealed, and delivered. That is great. I mean, that is th- that tells you exactly what Jonathan Smith has been saying this entire time about we find guys that fit here. 
cultural fits, guys that want to be at Oregon State. And when they make the commitment, they're going to be there. Hell, do you see what Ryan Day had to say earlier? No. Ohio State's coach, and I don't. I saw that somebody had retweeted it, but about something about a commitment, and um, about about guys used to when they used to commit, other schools would stop recruiting, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case anymore. That's been going on for like thirty years. But but now it's it's really bad. It's it is really bad, and um, they'll come after everybody in your class. And for the Beeves. You look at what Jonathan Smith is able to do now, finally, at, you know, in five years of trying to assemble a competitive roster at first, you can start to see where the Beavers are recruiting forward. In that, if you are a football coach, it is so imperative that you are able to recruit forward, not fill holes for immediate need, but recruiting forward mm-hmm. and say, this is how we develop talent. Oregon State is finally at the point where they can start recruiting forward at some positions, and that's where a developmental pipeline for a school, it opens up and you reap the benefits and rewards of it for years to come. We're starting to see it with with Jonathan Smith. You're not going to hit on everyone. No. You, when you're looking for diamonds in the rough. Sometimes you find coal. You sure do. But that's okay. You're, you're at a far better spot as a program than you could ever imagine being right now. You're in- not reliant on it. Every single one of I'll them hitting. You. That's what they've been re- they've been reliant on this the last three years of guys yep. hitting and having to play earlier. I- I'll say it. the COVID year and the freebie year that the guys got back may have been the best damn thing for the longevity of Oregon State's program because they built internally. Like that pandemic and getting well, getting guys back another mm-hmm. year. I mean, when you are a program that develops players and, and squeezes every ounce out of yep. them. If you can get those guys for one more year. I mean, that's secondary. None of those guys are kids. No. Jaden Grant's a grown-ass man. <laughs> but And it's not just them and their impact. It's their leadership and their ability to teach the next group. Yeah. And then that imparts down on the next group and then on the next group. you. One thing that I love about particular schools is position groups. You, you, uh, you look at position groups of the, the great schools. Alabama is becoming a wide receiver masterclass. Yep. For the longest time, USC was a running back linebacker school. Yeah. What does Oregon State kind of, when I look at them, I look at them and I go, that's that's a running back in a DB school. Mm-hmm. They, they pump out guys in those two Absolutely. positions religiously. Absolutely. And when you have those guys in there longer they start imparting that wisdom. They they built that camaraderie. They build that collective group because you see those guys ultimately go back to them when they're veterans in the NFL. Yeah, look at a guy like Jordan Poyer. How often does he mention Oregon State? Endlessly, all the, all the time. At Oregon, you've got the offensive no. linemen. You've got Panay Sewell. You've got Jeff Schwartz. You've got um, Unger. You've got these guys that they they build up these this reputation. And I think those position groups they form and they build mm-hmm. upon themselves. And they did um, for both Oregon and Oregon State in those yeah. time periods. Yeah, and this is this is good for the Beavs. You get your quarterback of the future in, in Aiden Childs. Uh, you continue to recruit forward at positions that you have struggled to fill and develop 
Jonathan Smith and, and company finally getting it going there. And uh, you got to be just as thrilled. If you're a B fan, having no flips out of that, and you're just kind of sitting back and able to watch your class come in. To quote all the B fans right now, it's built, huge. built, not bought. It's huge. It, I mean, it is, <laughs> it's huge. And uh, this is, that is something though. There is, there the is built, some truth not to bought, that. Look at what, look what happened at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're getting Scatter. these guys, if you are getting, there is a cautionary tale mm-hmm. to the world of NIL. And we'll have audio from uh, Dan Lanning a little bit later on, you know, the portal and, you know, Dante Moore flipping uh, because those are all big things. And look, this is an era of college and high school f- recruits and into college. Money talks, man, <laughs> whether you like it or not. And it's a dangerous road to drive on. Um but we'll take a breath from recruiting. We got Andrew Nemec, uh, director of recruiting for SB Live. He will join us at the top of the hour. This is Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 the fan. Okay, uh, coming up busy next hour as. Uh, we got Wally's World. We have Ryan Horvat, BetQL Network. We're busy. Our BetMGM Tonight host. He joins us at one thirty. In the top of the hour, we got uh, Andrew Nemec of uh, the and- recruiting show with Andrew Nemec. <laughs> Great name. Uh, right here on the fan Thursday nights. Uh, and the national re- director of recruiting for SB Live. He'll join us at the top of the, the next hour. So we got a ton that we, ne- we have got to get to. Um in the world of recruiting-wise, too, we'll give you any updates as they come in. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff is very bizarre and weird that that happens. Like some of the flips, some of the names that you haven't even ever seen before, you, they start committing. You're like, out of what? nowhere. The we- <laughs> weirdest recruiting story ever. You remember that kid out of Nevada who committed to Oregon over Cal and like had a big signing day thing? The news was there and everything. And then they're like, uh, "Yeah, he, he. We don't know who you, who you are." <laughs> I didn't see that one. Yeah, this is like a couple of years ago. It might have been like around when I was in high school. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He made it all up. None of none of the schools that he had on there had even heard of him, wanted to offer him. He was like a five eleven like O lineman or something from crazy. A, from like a that. small school in Nevada. Shouts to him. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Just keep lying until eventually you get called out on oh, it. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, nobody had ever heard of him. It was like, okay, well, hey, uh, Oregon's getting the guy. Just, just show up. And be like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, we'll go ahead and do it. But was um, his name Rudiger? It, his name was not Rudy Rudiger. Mm. No, that was a walk on, and he he tried his butt off. Well, how do you feel about the movie Rudy? Oh, that movie sucks. Okay. Wow. Okay. Good. That movie is not good. You, nope. You're right. As far as like the sports, movie's good. The movie's good. No. The movie is good. It's a heartwarming tale. It yeah. made me want to claw my eyes out because it's not real. It's none, not, none, but none it's of that not real. Yeah. It's a good story that is not real. That's exactly. why it's not, not a good real. story, though, because there's no chance it's real. Never in the history of the world has any football player gone up and been like, I want someone to take my spot. That is very true. It's bullshit. There, nobody put their jerseys down saying, Rudy, we want Rudy to get in. It's fake. They didn't even like him. They did not. You know, he was a he was a practice all American, and nobody likes a practice all American. <laughs> those are the worst. The I got worst. in like three fights in college just because I didn't want to practice against those guys. Those guys See? suck. I got in a fight in a gym because I didn't want to practice against a guy like Rudy. <laughs> Wait, how did that happen? It was a walkthrough. He was trying too hard. In a walkthrough? <laughs> in a gym? 
In a gym? Yes. <laughs> Why would you go hard in a gym? Because he was a jerk. He thought that's <laughs> how he's going to play. Probably because he loves Rudy and tried to be Rudy. Uh, the worst is when they jump on a pile, too. <laughs> what are you doing? It's Why practice. You? Why are you tackling people? <laughs> this isn't live. Listen, I'm going to squirrel here real quick uh-huh. because there's two different things going on. We'll, yeah. we'll get to the Carlos Correa story. There's just been uh, an update to that story. Uh, for those that don't know, he was a San Francisco Giant. Now he's a New York Met. Oh. There is a wild twist uh, that just came out. Oh, really? But uh, Casey Holdall, uh, intrepid reporter of the Trailblazers, just retweeted this out from uh, ODOT for tomorrow and Friday. Oregonians should avoid travel if very dangerous ice storm materializes. <clears throat> In other words, you're screwed. Yeah. Stay home. Well, yeah. Stupid. It's ice. They can't, they can't do much about that. Well, they can. They can, number one, they can put down de-icer. Not on every road. On the main roads. <laughs> okay, but the ice is the problem. Here's the problem with the ice, Danny. Here's the problem with the ice. Mm. Side roads, too. Oh, no. Side and roads you suck. Can't, yeah, but so, so how do you get to the main road? Very carefully. <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> but that's the problem. With that Central Oregon? Great. When you when you properly pre-treat a road. Yes. Oh, it's great. Central Washington. Port- Portland yeah. doesn't do it. I know. I'm it's telling you right now. A lot more roads. I'm though. telling you right roads. now. If there if roads. there is ice coming out of Newburgh tomorrow, there's a zero percent chance I will be here. Zero <laughs> percent chance because they do not care out there, mm, and it no. is nothing, nothing but hills. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> That's basically what Odon says. We don't care. Believe it when I see it. How many other states do you think have this issue? None. Virginia. Really? When I was playing in a bowl game down in Virginia, they had like, what, a foot of snow last year yeah. right around MLK Day? Yeah. They didn't even have, uh, what is it, salt? They didn't have salt to put down on the roads. Didn't salt the roads. Nothing. Just had to deal with well, it. Well, you don't want to salt the roads. Salt's bad. Well, we you, finally have some salt sand. for the roads here. Yeah, no, we, but there we was like nothing, so long. nothing to fix any of those issues. Like, at no. least if you have salt, you can kind of See, fix it. It might destroy the roads, but you just fix the roads later. I think uh, low-key Department of Transportation, they don't get enough uh, credit for how much S they have to put up with. To be fair. how hard the job is at times. To be fair, huh? they're also terrible at their jobs. Wow. D- hard disagree. Uh, uh, really? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I've lived all over this country. This, They're the worst that I've dealt with. California, S-Show. At least you have the explanation of 35 million people. Like, there's there's not that many people here. The roads don't get that bad here. There's only so many main thoroughfares through this state. Mm-hmm. And yet, every year when the weather gets bad, it's an S-Show. Yeah, but, I mean... It's a couple of days out of the year. I'm just saying. Other than that, they do a damn fine job. It's because and that's not a majority of their gig is plowing roads, is it? I have no idea what ODOT does. More often than not, it's a mystery. It's, it's not fixing potholes. I, I I have no idea what they do. <laughs> you know what? I actually had this when I was driving over. I was <laughs> driving down the road, and they put up a sign that said "Rough Road," and I thought to myself. I mean, that's a good fix, but fixing the road, fixing would, be the road would be a great idea. I, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> but that got me it actually got me thinking seeing the sign that said rough road and it was like it was a permanent sign it, it wasn't like it's it wasn't just... one of them pop-up ones it was a permanent one where i was like i mean that's their solution like that's good and all and thank you for the heads up but I wonder how many other things are going on where the, the permanent sign was a better option than actually fixing this road. How many other things are going on? I don't know. They're literally saying that with tomorrow and Friday with the ice storm of like, good luck. Yeah. Here's your preemptive. Screw you. Well, at least they at least they told us. Oh, so we're applauding the fact that they're bad at their job. Yeah. I oh, mean, just openly just openly say we suck. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh no, we suck again. I mean, like, that's ODOT right now. If you're dating somebody and they're like, "I oh, just a fair warning, I'm crazy." It's good to get that heads up. Then it, it just springing it on you. So I mean, we're getting that for us, which it's is fair. nice. It's, that's always the first question I ask on dates. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Ooh. Explain your yeah, life to you're me. You're going to get an honest you, response on yeah. that one. What are your thoughts on what's going on yeah. today in our culture? Listen, if you explain if, your relationship with your dad. No, no, <laughs> the one you want to, you one you want to nail down right away because this will open up all the other crazy doors. Do you believe in astrology? Oh, yeah. Those people are <laughs> lunatics. Those are the Rudy of people. What's your sign? <laughs> the Rudy What's your people. sign? If you tell Dude. me that you're a Leo, get bent. You and, you and I aren't compatible. <laughs> We're not compatible because you believe in horoscopes. Yeah. Then, then you tell them a fake sign, and they're like, oh, my God, that makes sense. And then you're like, oh, yeah, no, you're you're certifiably insane. I just always say I'm a cancer. <laughs> All right. That tracks. Okay. Uh, we already have one ODOT worker texting in at 503-250-1080. And I'll share his feelings about you in the break. Fantastic. You, sir, I applaud you and your work. So thank you. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> Our number. Let's get this show on the road. Let's get our number two. Andrew Nemec will join us, uh, director of recruiting for SB Live, host of the recruiting show with Andrew Nemec next. The big day for the Ducks and the Beefs. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.